Awesome. We are live. My name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton. This is Swiftfire True TV. Today I have a couple guests. We're going to do a little panel vent kind of deal. And I was going to talk to these guys individually and sort of did a little bit via text and then realized maybe I'm not the only one feeling what I'm feeling and maybe this would be a good therapeutic discussion amongst everybody because maybe you guys out there watching may not feel or may feel the same way or not and not feel as crazy knowing that other people are feeling the same thing so um i'm very happy and excited to have megan rose on with us again today hello and we have um not seatbelt psychic but craig in the car walker (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the car. I haven't got any room in my house at the moment, so uh, it's one of the reasons why I, I have to do Thursdays because uh, my lad's away on Thursdays. So uh, yeah. Anyway, carry on. Yes. So the topic of discussion today is hope, and is there hope, and who is hope? And honestly, uh, this stemmed out of a few days of me feeling a little bit out of sorts. And um, I actually just posted something. I got to, let me see if I can, I don't know if I could screen share, but it was a guy like sitting there um, holding his phone, sitting on the couch, being all excited and um, happy because it said JOMO, J-O-M-O. And it, it stands out for the joy of the joy of missing out instead of FOMO. It's JOMO, the the joy of missing out, feeling content with staying in and disconnecting from everybody and everything is a form of self-care. And I just thought I was alone feeling this and I posted it and several people are like, oh my God, I'm feeling the same thing. Um, I'm feeling like what in the world is going on in the world? Uh, Here we are, what, three years in? not seeing a lot of changes, seeing some feeling ineffective on a personal level, wondering like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Does it, does it matter? Do I matter? Does anything matter? Is anyone going to change? Are we going to see anything happen? Like, you know, all the stuff, um, as well as who's real, is anyone real? Um, you know, as we find out more about other people that maybe we've been following or put on a pedestal or think someone's awesome. And then we're like, shit, you too. And it's like another like disappointment after disappointment of realizing, you know, the the flaws and or disinformation on purpose, sometimes not on purpose, uh, all the emotional things that go with it. You know, I know Craig and I come from a ministry background and we're in a certain circles where it was like, you know, we love these people. We got their books, you know, we, we, you know, did meetings with them, traveled. I stood on stages with these guys and flew with them all over the world and conference, you know, did conference speaking. And then, um, you know, you meet them and it's like, gross. I don't, you know, it's, it's (laughs) so disappointing whenever you actually be around them and see that they're not the same people and i go home and burn all their books and i'm just like whatever finally left that movement not just because of the misrepresentation or lack of integrity but also because i don't even believe any of that anymore and i'm just at this whole new place of like where what do i believe 
who am I? Where do I fit in? Do I even fit in? Should I even try? Mm-hmm. Should I just be Jomo and like get off the internet and just stay outside with my dogs and my trees and my berries and water or like what the heck? So uh, I'm seeing that there's a lot of people in the comments who are like all similar having situations. So I would love to hear yeah. your comments on this. I mean, I've kind of been feeling the same way. I'll scroll, I was scrolling through Telegram, you know, I'll have my coffee in the morning. I'm scrolling through Telegram about like the news and the awakening news. I'm like, don't care, don't care. You know, don't care about this post, don't care about that post. And I actually made a video the other day, but I didn't post it about authenticity, but how a lot of people, and we can use people in like maybe in the YouTube community or people who have written books or just like idols, idols are meant to fall. You know, none of us are supposed to be idolized by anybody at all and because it doesn't serve humanity. So I think, but I've had experiences with people that have totally turned out to be not who I thought they were. And I'm just like, man, you know, it's like you feel disappointed or like let down kind of, you know what I mean? And then it's like you start from scratch. But I think that is like, I don't know. I think it's a good lesson to everyone. Like then it, then it just like puts you in this place where you go deeper within yourself because at the end of the day, we probably have projected who we think we are onto those people that fell. Do you see what I'm saying? So, but no one likes an ego death. I mean, <laughs> it's not like, it's not comfortable. And Charnel knows like, you texted me, Charnel. You're like, oh, your was it my scalar waves went up? And yeah, I was like, so audit like one jumped up what forty points since the last time I tested you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's because of all the crying. <laughs> 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 and I like have pro so like growing up, I was someone like my family. It was like not really. Not, not acceptable to cry, but it was like not a thing. Like we didn't cry. And then when I got into nursing, it was like, you know, I I did critical care and I had so many patients die. And I didn't ever like, I never like really, and it horrible, like I've seen horrible stuff happen and I never really cried at all. And there was one time I can say that I cried and it was for, um, it was like for five minutes one of my patients went into cardiac arrest and she was, um, she was special needs. Oh, loved this kid. Um, and she was younger. She was like in her twenties, but she had a mentality of like a four-year-old. So I would always walk into her room every morning and she loved trolls. We played with like the trolls and the, and she likes children's music. It was cute. It was like hanging out with a kid. And um, that was the only time I ever cried. And so but I've been crying a lot and I guess it works, <laughs> you know? So I've had to undo that programming for myself. Yes. Go ahead, Craig. I just zoomed out. Can you hear me okay? Yes. All right, cool. Yeah, see, uh, see it's different from a, a, a bloke's perspective, a man. Um, you know, men don't cry. <laughs> or, they, uh, you know, they, they can. Um you know, processing, I, I found sort of for myself, it's, um, I often tend to withdraw. Um, and, and I just think with stuff that's going on at the moment, I mean, like, like you said at the beginning, Sean, you know, we're, we're three years into this crap. Um, and, uh, 
you know, and, and it's just, it's just one thing after another. Rush it's now Roe versus Wade as of today. Oh, for goodness sake. Do I keep going out? Yeah. Do I keep freezing? Yes. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, but it is kind of Okay, glitchy. okay. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said. Is it? Okay. Um, I'll just carry on. Um, it's, it's just it's just one thing after another. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes. Right now. You can hear me? Okay. I don't know what's going on. It may be because I'm outside. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just sometimes I just like I'm actually pretty exhausted. I'm pretty worn out, you know, with everything that's going on. Um and if you're not careful, I mean, I mean, we spoke about it, Sean. I'm not afraid to use the, the D word, depression. You know, there, there are times when I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. You know, the, the heaviness of everything that's going on. Um, and it's hard to be vulnerable like this, as a, particularly as a, as a man. You're expected to be strong and, you know, fight for the weak, etc. Which, you know, there are times I need to sort of give myself some TLC as well, you know. Um, and I've just felt like that recently, just like, you know, when's this going to end? You know, when can we get back to living our lives? And, you know, I want to travel. I want to come and see you guys over in the States, you know? Um, and it's just like, yeah, just sometimes I get, it just, it's just a bit wearisome. And and that's kind of what we were discussing today, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. And the other part is I made the dumb mistake of turning on the television last night. Mm. And um, I watched a couple shows, which on I used to DVR, um, and I'm whatever, judge me or not, but I, one of them was New Amsterdam and one's a million little things. And I've been watching for a while. And, um, but last night it was just so evident of the coding and the programming. And I, I had to sit and think of like, what have been some of the episodes as of late. And I kind of put it all together that the main thing, uh, the themes in both shows are reoccurrent um pro promoting transgenderism the gay situation um the um last night really in your face was um a psychologist who's on new amsterdam who had a son and a and a father come in for counseling because the son had went on the on the man's laptop and found like 20 open um windows on his laptop all having to do with the uh, the 9-11 false flag and also many other false flags that this guy the man was researching and the kid had come in with the dad to discuss like how to change the mind of the dad and to not thinking that this is the reality and how i know so privately the boy is explaining this to the psychologist. He's a boy. I say he's like probably 19, 20. And he's like concerned about his dad and going like, you know, how do I get him to change this reality? Like he's so obsessed with thinking that things are false flags and things aren't real and that they're, he's just deluded. And the doctor tells him you can't change him. There's no way. And the kid says, well, it's like he's in a cult. And the psychologist says, no, it's not a cult, actually, because normally a cult would have a leader. This is worse because we as psychologists don't know what's going on because this is a mass hysteria over the Internet that's happening now. And all of us as psychologists are having trouble 
dealing with is people who are in this delusion and how sick it is. And the end result was that the guy actually told him, you can either not talk about it with your dad and not make it a thing and just be a son and keep the relationship or you can keep fighting to try to convince him that this isn't true and that he would probably never win his dad over to believing that the truth is the truth. So I was just like, how in your face is this to like everybody who's asleep watching this all coming into, I mean, they even use the word conspiracy theorists over and over again and said how they're <laughs> deluded and that this is a problem on the earth. And now that there's the internet, that all these people think there's false flags and, you know, making up shit. And I'm like, I'm like, golly, like how many people are watching this completely buying this and thinking that they're, family members are crazy if they're even talking about it and how they're a lost cause and that you just give up and don't even talk to them about it, which maybe is good because maybe they won't F with everybody, but um, it just made me so sad. And then looking at the other scenes because there's multiple, you know, people on the show. And again, it was, they got every kind of person on the show to, to make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted for ethic, um, you know, neutrality and <laughs> they don't have a robot but they do have make sure to have a transgender everything in every episode and how you know they they play with your heartstrings about like how difficult this is as this kid's problem dealing with this and how they have rights to put this on their birth certificate and how this is completely normal and just trying to normalize all the stuff which Again, I have no problem with anybody doing whatever they want to do. What I don't like is the push to make it normal and the push in the schools and the push on the internet and the movies and the, the TikToks and all this stuff to like really, really code and program anybody who's watching. And even if they're like subliminally, subliminally have it on while they're sleeping, they're, this is like a code. This is all yeah. code. So what are your thoughts on this? I had noticed, because um, I had watched a couple episodes of This Is Us a while back, and it was not like trans transgenderism, but it was make sure you're wearing a mask, or did you wash your hands, or oh, we can't have this family gathering because we're not social distancing. And it was like an underlying like energy part of the show. And it's like, why even put, like, why even put that in there? I mean, I'll call it what it is. It's propaganda to sway people's consciousness in a certain direction. And I'm glad you said that because that was also another scene yeah. is they were all going to this bar, all the doctors, and he they kept showing their pass when they would go into the bar. And one the guy, one of the bartenders was like, I don't really care. Just I don't and the guy kept saying, Well, it's not coming up, it's not coming up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, and the guy was like, what do you mean you don't care? He said that he's had two of these and all the boosters and that it, that they should care. And why aren't they checking everybody who comes in and all the doctors would show that. And this is like live, like they're just repetitively, but anyway, but that, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And I was on a plane not too long ago and I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to watch. Um, there was a remake of sex in the city kind of cheesy, but I watched a lot of it <laughs> like many years ago. So I was like, okay, they made a remake, like I'm bored. I'm just going to turn it on. And 
in the first episode, you know how, I don't know if you ever watched the show, but Carrie has her little blog on dating. Now she does a podcast on, and it's all about the different types of sexuality and like it's completely changed to this, you know, the transgender thing and everything like that. And I'm like, you know what? I just turned it off. I was like, you were, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe the show wasn't that good to begin with, but you just ruined, you know, kind of ruined it for me. So. I think, I think yeah, what, what, what I find is, is we, we spoke again today, Sean, I'll with it. You know, we, we didn't know each other at the time, but in 2016, we kind of had this spiritual awakening where we started to see things that we believed weren't true and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, but the consequence of that is you begin to understand the, the, um, the strategies of the cabal and, and the, the, the dark rulers and you, and you, you don't look at the world the same anymore. So, whereas one person sat next to you might go, well, people are free to, to, be themselves which i agree with if somebody wants to be a three-legged penguin they can crack on um but (laughs) um don't don't make me have to be a part of your thing you know because i'm free and i don't have to be a part of that you can do what you want but when you understand that these people or these being these entities are trying to so desperately dehumanize us trying to remove what's human from us and it's all leading up to the transhumanist agenda. Um, you know, so kids today don't know what gender they are, which one of the 57 genders they are, etc., or whatever many there are nowadays. And it's just so confusing. They have no sense of identity. Um, and I think if there's a message for the hour, it's know who you are. Know, be grounded in this body, be grounded on this planet for, for the time we're here. <laughs> um, and... Um, be, be who you really are. Now, if somebody's having a, I, I don't want to say an issue because I want to be, I think we, we should be compassionate. If someone is having a gender confusion issue, we should be compassionate. We should love them regardless. I, I really, it doesn't make me devalue them in any way, shape or form. But, but when you see the agenda and you see it at play, when you're watching programs like sex in the city and it's, it's everywhere, it's bang, bang, bang. I mean, I was talking to my, I've got a 14 year old daughter and, and she's had, you know, a few issues recently and um she's just bombarded with things just like this just just all over the place it's ever it's in music it's on you know shows that she watches like like you were saying and and it's it's really confusing kids you know um and i just think you know as a parent and as and just as adults knowing that that what they're doing and like you said at the beginning show now feeling somewhat powerless to do anything about it other than just get online and have a good rant about it you know and hope that we can just give people the courage to speak out about it you know never lose your love never lose your compassion but but stand for the truth you know regardless so yeah that's where i'm at (laughs) yeah the confusion like it opens a door for negative entities to come through so it's big like and they do it you know they're like if you trace all this back to basically Satanism and their whole agenda, the causing confusion in children and ungrounding them, it opens a doorway for them to cast their spells, control the masses and that kind of thing. So they're really going after the children and attacking the children. And that like, I'm not cool with at all. Not cool. No, No. No, and honestly, they did this to us as a kid, as kids and a different version and maybe a little softer 
it seems like they're getting more aggressive and finding more ways of even bringing all the TikTok influencers to Washington to talk about how, why gas went way up because of Russia and like explaining all these things and them thinking, oh my God, I'm in DC and these guys are paying attention to me and now uh, they see me as a leader and now it's my duty to go tell all my TikTok audiences like the truth and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, there, there's so many more gateways to bring information and it's so easily, you know, we can just get it on our phone now where before I don't, I'm probably, I'm, I doubt you guys had this, but we had TV a certain time and then it would cut off at midnight and you know, only cartoons. We're young for that. Yes. <laughs> only cartoons came on from like three to five or Saturday morning. And that was your cartoon time. You know, now we can get mass cartoons on multiple channels anytime and or stream and deep, you know, so people can pump it in wherever all the, all the different ways through platforms of your choice, um, constantly 24 hours a day, if you were staying up that long, but getting to Greg said, I hope we get to the hope part soon. Um, <laughs> so, fair point. It is a fair point. First of all, Greg, I said hope with a question mark. <laughs> I didn't say we would bring on the hope because honestly, this is a discussion for me to find my own little sense of clarity right now as well. But I will say this. I woke up, I've been in a funk for a few days, just being honest. And a lot, you know, for different reasons. And, um, but this morning I had a consultation and somebody that I've just met, we had a zoom and we did our soul audit and she came back at three fifty, which I literally cried. I cried more in the soul audit with her than probably she did just because I see so many people that aren't anywhere close to those numbers that I, I, literally was like, Oh my God, I just felt relief in my body that there was someone else doing the work and actually giving the care and taking time to even find out where they are and to know, you know, to, to do, to, to do what's ever necessary to stay and to, to stay in their courage. And uh, I was talking to this about to Megan earlier and telling her how that actually, I mean, I cried, I was embarrassed. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. But I just look at your reports and I'm like, on oh, this is making me have so much hope. I needed to see this today to this woman I was talking to and I was telling Megan this and she asked me, do you see a lot of people under 200, 200 would be courage. And do you see people in fifties and the twenties? And, and to be honest, I don't really see people with low, low numbers unless someone has like encouraged them to get the test without them wanting to, because most people under 200, don't even think to have any kind of idea about being tested or wanting to do better in their life because they're so self-absorbed in whatever they're doing and whatever their pain is or whatever their addictions are or whatever their survival thing is that their actual biofield is inverted and or maybe an inch big and cannot generate their own energy and and rely on other people to feed off of their field to even ha allow them to exist and mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And so, you know, usually I see people that come to me at least 200, but this woman who came today was 350. And I was just like, please, dear God, thank you so much. And please keep doing what you're doing. And what are you doing? And asking this lady 
tell me what you're doing. I would like to know what you're doing because whatever that is, it's great. And she told me a few things about how she just walked off a job where it was low energy and she's been doing a lot of meditation and doing a lot of essential oils and using crystals and just kind of hanging out with her dog in nature. And, you know, so, but yeah, any comments? Yeah. I think like letting go of stuff that doesn't serve you helps. But I mean, I've definitely felt like that, like the past two weeks. I'm like, what the F is going on here? Like, what am I even doing here? Am I even helping people? You know, am I making that big of a difference? Because, you know, I I think like I try and come from a place of love a lot. But, you know, sometimes the world beats you down. And, you know, I yell at my friends up there. I'm like, F this. This is bullshit. <laughs> you know, the, it, it, but at the end of the day, like I know I chose to come here. But what helps me is like helping other people. Like I've noticed that. And um, I'm trying to think, like, I was thinking about this, I don't know why I'm like reminiscing on like my nursing career, but I don't know why I'm just going to tell this story. But this was like something, a situation that I had absolutely no control over. And um, this can tie into hope too. But basically, I was working on a floor. And um, I had an open bed. So the charge nurse was like, you know, Megan, you're going to get the next patient. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like almost, I'm almost done with my shift, but you know, fine. I got my bed ready. And I start looking through the patient's chart, getting ready, like seeing what he would need. And I start reading the nursing notes from the night before. And they're like patient throwing himself over the bed, stating he can't breathe, um, increased his oxygen from two liters to six liters prn anxiety med given and i was like um i was like but why is he requiring more oxygen like he's sinus tack on the monitor did you get an ekg like none of that was done is he having chest pain he's on the cardiac floor um and then they got like so nothing was done and he's like throwing himself over the bed and the nurse thought he was anxious and I'm like, oh, like this isn't good. And then I, I start looking through his labs and his lactic acid like tripled overnight, which means like he has a lack of oxygen for a long period of time. And um, and then I see a cath lab order. I'm like, okay, good. The car the um, cardiologist took him to cath lab. And um, so I get on the phone with the nurse and um, I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on with the patient? She's like, oh, this cardiologist wants to send him to you before he gets worse. And I was like, I was like, did he give you orders? Like what's going on? She goes, no. Um, and I said, I said, okay, just stay there with the patient. I'm going to come to you. You need to call ICU. We need to call rapid response. There's something wrong with him. And um, she was like, well, they're already on, on, on their way. And I'm like, okay. And like, you know, if you're a nurse, like, you know, it's bad if they're already sending the patient to you before you even get report or talk to that nurse. So he comes, I'll never forget this. He comes rolling through the door, rolling around in bed like this. And um, people before they die, like they tend to want to move. It's like a fight or flight syndrome. Like they want to move around and get out of bed sometimes. And he's gray in the face and he's diaphoretic, sweating and heaving. And, um, and uh, I just remember he had a little nasal cannula on and I'm thinking like, oh, I need to get him a non-rebreather, which is a different type of oxygen mask. 
And I said to the nurse, I, I, I was like, what's going on with him? She goes, oh, he just has to have a bowel movement. And um, there's like a saying in nursing, like everyone shits the bed before they die. Right. And I'm like, he has to have a bowel movement because he's dying. I'm like, I've never seen a patient just look like this. So I told the, the uh, nurse assistant, I was like, you know, call the residents, get everyone here. And, you know, we're trying to get an EKG and he's sweating so bad that, you know, the leads wouldn't even stick to him. And it just honestly, it was a crapshoot. It was like just it was an emergency. And I just remember looking at him and I was like, we're going to stick a tube down your throat to help you breathe like you're going to be OK, even though I knew like he probably wasn't going to be OK. He was I was like, is that OK with you? He's like, yes. Like I've never had a patient beg me to like be intubated before. Um, and he lost like he he passed away. He crossed over. And but anyways, the reason why I'm turning that into hope is because that was the second time I cried in nursing because that was on Thanksgiving. I remember driving home. I'm like bawling. There was nothing I could do for him. And there was a ton of other stuff uh, like with his case, like medical errors that went wrong. And I just like remembered, like I promised myself from that day, like if there's anything I could do for somebody and like prevent them from going through that and in my nurse career, then I would. And um, so that was something positive that came out of like a horrible experience is it, it made me a better nurse. And like ever since then, like combing over every notes, everything. Um, but yeah, I felt helpless. But then I made this video yesterday about transmuting darkness or transforming energy. And that would be a good example of transforming the energy, taking something bad and turning it into good. So long story, but. Well, and I think that where we're at, at least where I am, is like trying to remember what it is that we can change, you know, yeah. even if it's just like one person at a time or one post at a time or one interaction at the gas station or Walmart or the post office to literally smile to, you know, at someone and, or like just, I made an appointment for myself the other, like this morning. And whenever I talk to anyone in customer service, I'm always like, Hey, I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, how are you? And people are always like so shocked that you're asking how they are. And they they even say sometimes like, you know what? No one ever asked me that. Thank you. And, you know, just like, because we, ha I have to remember like so many people are going through their version of whatever they're going through, whether I'm going through my thing with my dad's stuff and health stuff and kids stuff. And, you know, but everybody that you pass by in a car is in the car dealing with whatever's going on in their head and their family and their circles. And it's just like on and on and on. And so just to give hope any place you can and sprinkle a smile or a love or some positive encouragement anywhere is a big pump to, you, you know, just to holding space for people, you know, um, literally, of just even when things are crazy all around that you're just a space holder of love. Even if you feel like you're falling apart and crying, at least it's because you care and you're concerned and it's not out of like hate and I want to kill everybody, cancel. And you know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a, I don't know if I'm making sense, but, but yeah, I, I went through that same 
few days of just like, does anything matter? Like, it, am I making a difference? Does anyone even watch anything that I do? And, and does that help anyone? Or is just the so like, do I stop? Like, what's real? Who's real? I mean, Craig sent me a person this morning and this lady, you know, is claiming to have experiences and she may be having them, but she's using like sexuality, like in a really distorted way to get people to her Patreon and like literally almost half naked on her pictures showing and stuff. And I was just like, is this like our, and he's telling me like, there's a lot of people in our circles who are having her on the show and blah, blah, blah. And what do you think? And I'm just like, people are literally going to her. Like, is that for real? Like that's who they're attracted to. And I'm, I'm no judgment at all, but it's just like, it's sad to me. It just honestly made me upset, like sad that, this is a spiritual group and that sexuality has to be a thing to get to get patrons or to like, why, you know, does she even know that she's being used? Is she that like programmed to do whatever she's doing or does she know what she's doing? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making sense, but Craig, what do you <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you're making perfect sense to me, Sean. Um, yeah. Like I say, um, I think, it is important to, to uh, focus on some a little bit of hope here because it's good to have a vent. And I think talking like this, it's good, you know, I think sometimes when you're sort of in the public and things, people think, oh, they've got it all together. It's, it, it, we're all the same. We're all one, you know. Um, but I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm so grateful for people like yourselves who tell the stories um, and that there is a much, much bigger picture going on than our than what we view on social media and the TV, if people watch the TV and the news and, and the media, you know, there is a massive, massive shift going on right now in the consciousness of humanity and um, with our galactic friends who are, who are coming to, to help us. Um, obviously, they're not going to do it for us. And I think that that's part of the thing as well. Certainly from where we've come from, Sean, all this whole idea that, you know, Jesus is going to come and do it all for us or whoever people may worship or whatever, we, you know, we're here now to do it. We've incarnated. We agreed to come here to sort this crap out. And it's an inside job and an outside job. You know, we, we, we have to deal with our crap on the inside. And I don't. I, I feel no condemnation in, in feeling down sometimes because I think, well, something's obviously been filtered out. Um, you know, and I just have to sort of get a bit retrospective. And I, I love meditation. You know, I meditate. I try daily, you know, um, sometimes just half an hour, you know, in, um and it's just sometimes something will just crop up. I'm like, oh, that that's it. Like, I'll, I'll have a, a moment of inspiration, you know. And, and I'll realize, like, I'll, I'll be able to identify the problem. Because I think that's half the, half the issue is people don't know why they feel like this. It's like I get up in the morning. Why do I feel so bad, you know? And, and I think sometimes, you know, we talk a lot about energy and stuff like this and things that are going on in the world. And I think that that plays a part. But for me personally, I don't want to live a life affected by what's going on outside of me you know i should be the one influencing the world outside of me you know um yeah and I, th th there's no condemnation with that if, if we're struggling because we all struggle you know but just to remember to recenter get in that place within you know um the simplicity of oneness and and um you know for me that's that's what i do in meditation i don't I, I literally do nothing i stop and do nothing i don't try i don't meditate to do anything 
um, and just remember, I'm already one. I'm one with our Creator. I'm one with with all you, with everyone. Everything is one. Um, and just to get in that kind of effortless flow of life, and and um, for me, that's my practice. That's my spiritual practice. Um, and yeah, I'm still Christ-centered. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of that. You know, I still focus on the Christ within. Um, and um, you know, and I, and I I have relationship with with things beyond you know i, I have experiences and, and what have you you know um i'm talking to the choir here aren't i but you know what i mean um yeah someone just said thank you we've got to be authentic and just be honest about where we're at and and you know very often i find our friends come and help us when we feel like crap sometimes i'll go in meditation and i'll come out of it half an hour later like a different person mm-hmm. so yeah. that's just my, that's just what i would do in the you know doing this situation yeah, I was thinking as you're talking, like, love, like, agree with everything you say, basically. But there's a lot, like, in the spiritual community, there's a lot of unseen negative influences. So people don't, um, and people don't realize that. And even the past few days, I, like, because when I get energy coming in, like, there was this energy trying to make me angry at my friend. And I'm like, no, that's not, like, that's not mine. That's not for me, right? And like, how do you sort through all of that? And it's through meditation. But I was even thinking, um, you know, I get messages from people, Megan, when are we gonna get an update from the ETs, blah, blah, blah. And I find like that that information is helpful, but only to an extent because we need to view them as equals. And they're kind of looking at us right now, like, come on, like, are you guys gonna step up to the plate? You know, like, they believe that we can do it, but we need to realize like, we're just as cool as them, you know? And I think like in the community, there's been a lot of chaos and maybe distortion and maybe idols have fallen because we need to view them as our brothers and sisters. And um, I even said this, you know, there's not supposed to be one, two, three, four contactees talking about extraterrestrials that doesn't do any good to the community, especially when there's thousands of us have our own connections and how powerful would it be? Like if I could teach people to get in touch with themselves, they get in touch with their star families and then we're all doing it together. It's a much larger, you know, positive energy source. And that's what I've like been grateful to learn maybe over like the past six months is to inspire people to be who they are instead of talking about myself because who cares <laughs> you know but um but yeah like a lot of unseen negative influences and what i've noticed is i think that they like the entities or whoever might be getting the demons whoever might be getting hungrier because they're kind of losing right. like they know that like the end is near yeah. and it's like they've got to have the last word kind of thing, even though, you know, that, you know, and so they're going to try and cause as much chaos, distortion, feed off the pain and trauma as possible. And, um, and yeah, and they're very like, they can, it's a strong energy. So if you're meditating and you connect to something that feels very powerful, it might not be like from a positive source because the demonic energy can feel just as powerful as like the a lot of like the spiritual higher energies it's more subtle and they'll try and influence you more subtly if that makes sense yeah and it it makes me wonder you guys bringing this up it's like how much of this is actually me really feeling 
depressed or sad or apathy or just like why you know um versus is this like a collective thing that's been sent out that i'm just picking up on like what everybody's thinking and feeling and you know that i may not be the only one and it looks like looking at the comments here there's a lot of people who are in the same boat and or also you know i do appreciate the beautiful comments of just the encouragement to all of us here doing this and we send all love and encouragement back to you guys as well because just like i did this um soul audit with this lady this morning and had a good cry you know maybe that cry and just discussing was what what left let out the depression because when we depress suppress oppress then you know that just stores on the body over time and there's no outlet so it can build up and if, and some things do not cleanse out of the body any other way except through tears so again we go back to tears of not only with what megan said but craig said is you know i actually did feel better after i had a good cry um talking to this lady and it was relief tears from in this situation um you know i didn't cry, i should cry and or i have cried about like oh my god the mass amount of infiltration and all these platforms and just the amount of lies and you know the layers of lies and the propaganda for religion and ministry and even in the spiritual communities and you know the new age was actually set up by three letters and so all this stuff you know we know music and all the hollywood or hollywood all of those things have been infiltrated and so um it's just a matter of finding a positive perspective and taking the dark energies like megan said and saying like well what can i learn out of this why can how can i shift this you know what what's my role what's our responsibility and you guys watching might have a different responsibility than any of us and you are responsible to different people than any of us that's the beauty of us all being diverse and on purpose put in different places so we can be effective hopefully in all the realms that we each walk in and touch everybody with love and including ourselves so um yeah um there's a lot of people saying that they're crying and detoxing and yes it is it, does, it has felt a little heavy but i know april in general was a huge solar flare storm highest records ever recorded on the earth and not just one but multiple storms and you know maybe that's what bumped us all up maybe we're bumping up um because what happens with the solar flare is it basically goes right into the dna and it spikes anything that needs to come up to come up to be healed and yeah. when it hits that spike and it comes up we can either be responsive or we can be reactive i'm using medical terms again because you you, you take a medicine and you either have a reaction which would be negative and or a response which would be considered positive so we can be hit with these energies and we can react and just feel crazy and be you know yelling at people and not be in a good place or we can stand back and go okay what is it that's going on and ask yourself some questions and is this me what's is this everybody you know what's happening is this external is this internal is it all of it 
and just processing and allowing the integration to help, you know, to pinpoint whatever needs to be healed in that minute and ask yourself, like, when's the first time I felt this? And then go there and feel it out, literally cry it out, do whatever is required to move it out. Because every time we have those spikes and things surface, it's an opportunity to own it and feel it and literally feel the hell out of it. And then there's a new pocket or space for God to come reside and or for love who is God to reside. And so as we continue to move, we can make more space for God and us and in our DNA. I was thinking um, like our first live we did together, Sharnel, we wanted to be in the 1000 club. <laughs> yes, I'm still about it. Are. I'm, I'm <laughs> still later almost there <laughs> or close a little bit closer on it. yeah we, we manifested it a little bit <laughs> all the crying but I was this is kind of funny like I'll tell people to make them laugh I was like bawling my eyes out right and I'm like the person I live with they're like my family is like they're kind of normies right and I was like, and there's chemicals in the air and people are breathing and they don't even know their brains are fried. And I'm like bawling. I'm like, I can't deal with this. And they're like looking at me like, oh my God, we already knew she was crazy this whole time. What can we do for you, Megan? I'm like, just get me some ice cream. I'll be okay. Ice cream. Give me a Sunday, a Sunday from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because sugar is for grief. And yeah. <laughs> when you're craving sugar, if there's a grief issue and um, it could also be fungus and parasites, but that's another, that's a physical side, but yeah. grief always has to do with lungs. And what we do is we go through whatever sugar that, that we take and it changes the chemistry in our brain to get that high. And so a lot of times we'll go and do whatever just subconsciously to try to like make it better, you know, but as long as it's not, um too much and as long as it's not synthetic sugar it's not a bad thing to do I have a little sugar every now and then <laughs> it served a purpose it's okay <laughs> chrissy's bringing up sun gazing that's a good one chrissy I thank you for bringing that up yeah. i was actually thinking about that this morning how coding in the light and I, I felt that intuition to go outside and sun gaze and guess what i didn't do it so <laughs> thanks for the reminder it's just a little push to do it in the morning yes Craig, you want to go into the sexuality situation that we were t talking about? <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. I, d I, d I don't know. It's just, <clears throat> you know, obviously I, I, I just messaged you, didn't I? Because there's this, again, I'm not, I'm not naming names because I mean, they're free to be whoever they want to be. And, uh, <laughs> um, but it's just, it, I was kind of brought it to you because I'm thinking, am I being old fashioned? You know? Just, just this person using um, sexuality um, to entice people into a paid Patreon page. And, and there's a person pretty prominent in this community, you know. Um, and I'm just like, you know, it, like this, something went off in me. I was like, this can't be right. And I messaged you thinking, am I, am I, am I in the wrong here? Like, am I old? Yeah, <laughs> am I old fashioned here? You know? yeah. um, and you said, no, you're not. And. I just think, I don't know, 
is there a sexuality or an over sexuality issue in this community you know i know you know we're free to be expressive blah 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 all that kind of stuff and freedom and love but i, I just feel that that sexuality in itself is somewhat distorted um and abused dare i say you know it's a beautiful thing don't get me wrong it's, it's one of our a, a, a massive part of who we are um but I don't know. I mean, I'd love to know your, your guys' thoughts because I don't. I don't want to come across as some sort of mental conservative, you know. But <laughs> I'm just like, you know, for for me, it's it's a private thing, you know. I, I wouldn't. It's not something I'm overt with, you know. But you know, what, what do you guys think as, as ladies? <laughs> I actually sent it to Megan after you sent it to me and was like, "Do you have any idea about this person?" Blah blah. blah and she didn't, and not that I was trying to like stir up anything but i honestly was curious like what in the world is this about because i had not been i guess i missed out on seeing this but maybe it's good it's more that jomo like um or <laughs> yeah. joy of missing out i'm glad i missed that one you know right. well i mean i was following this but sorry Becca, I, just, I was following this person just just out of interest because I've, I've seen them on a few things and you know, interesting perspective. So, you know, I, I follow them a lot. I mean, then I was just sort of like hit with this, like, as let me just say this, as a man, I, it, it feels manipulative. You know, I feel manipulated because, yeah, I'm a red-blooded male. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like th there's this pull and it's like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel enticed. I don't want to feel, you know, we're here, <laughs> we're here for, for, for more than that. You know what I mean? Sorry, Megan, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say a lot of the human sexuality is uh, pro like reptilian programming because they feed off of our sexual energy. So they've like through porn and like other ways, like basically found ways to siphon our sexuality. And it's like not in alignment with our soul, which is probably like the basis of um, like the the basis of problems in a lot of our relationships or love relationships is our pro the sex programming like you know dirty talk or like a lot of those rap songs which sometimes i listen to because they're fun to dance to but <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, but stuff that they talk about in rap and stuff like that is like a reptilian programming and it what it does is it it separates you from your soul the sexuality from the soul and like in different planets or in, on different in higher dimensions, they have sex with the soul, mind, body, and soul, and that's how they reach source and where the creativity, the creativity of the man and the woman comes from. And so they basically here on planet Earth have hijacked that entire thing, and now it's used for manipulation and to create basically the upside down world. So I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> um, Helen, thank you for your comments. I think, um, I, I don't think I know exactly sex magic. That's what it is. And I, I, was, I was looking for the term and she just nailed it. And uh, yeah. that, that is something that has been used since probably before World War II. And they're still using it, but now just on a mass plat platform. Um, because they used to use sex for exchange of information because they would have a woman go as a spy, not just to get physical information, but the actual sex act would download information to the consciousness where they would know things because as DNA records, right? So mm -hmm. there's a DNA 
exchange and then there's that recording and then they they can know things um especially if they're super psychic or prophetic in whatever way um but yeah so they would send in men women whatever the situation is to have the sex to get the information where as now um there's so many ways to do this on different platforms that it can be easily done and even remote which is pretty freaking crazy but it's happening so what is the counter of that <laughs> purity light love meditation um sovereignty yeah. self fucking control you know like self-control i think that that's the bottom line isn't it just have some self-control you know just because just you desire something doesn't mean you have to go and fulfill that desire at the nearest opportunity you know I think you know sacred sexuality is a, is going to be needs to be a huge topic of discussion because it is a sacred thing, you know it's 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 an exchange like you just said, um, and and it's 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 a beautiful thing but it's been so misused and abused and corrupted. I mean everything is sexualized. I mean Marxism, you know um, Karl Marx said one of his philosophies was get kids interested in sex because then they'll be interested in nothing else so they can be literally doing what they want but if, as long as kids are getting sex or whatever then they're happy you know and it, it, it is a strategy to keep pe people distracted and so everything is, is overly sexualized and i think it's it's infiltrated this community if i'm brutally honest i think it's um it's sad to see um and and i Again, I don't want to sound old-fashioned because I think if someone is um, expressing themselves, I don't want to squash someone expressing themselves. But at the same time, let's keep it pure. You know, is that too much? Is that old-fashioned? Please tell me if it is. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, this is a good topic because this is basically how they've hijacked our creative manifesting abilities. Mm. Right through the root chakra the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the sacral chakra is our manifestation uh, capacity, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just know that um, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess just like Charnel said, purity um, and self-control because it's a very like siphoning energy that draws you in. That's why like all the teenage boys, they get addicted to porn. And then that's like the, then they have this programming and then the women get drawn into it because they think that's what men want and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it's just distorted. It's mm -hmm. distorted. And then we're not, we're not looking at a soul or making love with a soul or even making love. It's like you're, we're using other words and using, you know, it's about body parts and stuff like that. So it's just, you know. <laughs> well, two things that I'll say, and then we'll wrap up because I don't want to go too long and people are bored. But uh, hopefully you guys aren't too bored, everybody watching. But um, we're covering a lot of things. We are. I wasn't planning on talking about all this stuff. No. But <laughs> going back to willpower, will is 400,000 times stronger than spirit. We can actually override God's will by making choices. And so you can will your way into doing the right thing and making those choices. I talk a lot about that in my book because I kept having this reoccurring dream and it kept saying, it's time to meet Will, it's time to meet Will, it's time to meet Will. And I'm like, who's Will? Like, what the heck? And I called my office and said, Am I going to a conference regarding a Will or William or Billy or Bill? And everybody was like, we don't know. Do I have a consultation with anyone? 
I'm about to meet a will, like what's going on. And then I went to Dr. Lucky and had a consultation with him about some things. And, um, he was, he was telling me to go into the mirror and to say things like, I will that I'm beautiful. I will that I'm loved. I will that I have destiny, da, 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 da. Because he said, your will will override like anything and it has more power. So we can actually just say, no, it's okay. No, I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to answer that phone call. I'm not going to fight with this person trying to entice me. Uh, you know, all the things you could just say, no, it's okay to say no. And, um, but the other thing I was going to say is with that DNA exchange, um, if you are trying to upgrade, it's going to be more difficult for anyone who's had multiple partners to upgrade because you carry everyone's DNA with you forever. And that will even show up on an autopsy of how many partners, who they were. And, you know, you can actually test if, if you went that far and tested the blood in comparison with it, with all the partners, they'd say, Oh, that's a match. That's a match. That's a match. That's a match. So as you are pushing, trying, whatever, choosing to upgrade, it may feel extra difficult or challenging because you're moving up and trying to bring everyone up with you. And some people may not want to go with you. And so it can feel hard um, in the, in the upgrade if, if you have multiple exchanges like that. And so my, again, my advice, call it old fashioned or sacred or holy is, you know, one person, you know, find that person and figure it out. And, you know, whatever marriage is, that's a whole nother topic, but, um, you know, there are people that would be good for you and where there is an equal yoke. And I don't want to throw in like biblical stuff, but also even with scanning people, um, I'm drawn to people who have numbers like me. And if you have numbers on the fifties and the hundreds, you're going to collect and be drawn to drama and apathy and addictions and shame and pride and all of those things, because you're, that's where you at and you only get what you are. So, um, I make a point on purpose to follow people who are 500 and above and read their books and listen to that music and do whatever. And Craig and I are actually working on a project. I don't know if I should say it. Can I say it? Okay. never mind. To, to raise the vibration through that, um, project. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, um, more on that in the future, but any comments? I had a brain fart. Go ahead, Craig. You can go first. <laughs> um, I, th- I think we've uh, hit, hit the nail on the head on that one. Um, I mean, you know, you know, in, in religious world, it said, you know, you don't g- get with someone un- un- until you're married to them. Well, I think the way I, I view things now is that you become married to them when you, you, you unite sexually. You know, it's literally a union of spirit, soul and body that is the marriage you know i think there's a difference between a wedding and a marriage you know it's just 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 the way i see things now um because i think you know as as you sort of see things less physical more spiritual high dimensional that you know you begin to see things differently um and you know honestly that's that's what i'll I'll teach my kids you know and and just just that you know that you are forever with that person you know um and hopefully put them off (laughs) um (laughs) But, um, you know, I, I, we've all got a free will, like you say, we've all got choices to make. And, you know, 
people make mistakes it happens you know um i think you know that there is grace and that there is love available that you know but you know i, I don't really have much more on that to say really <laughs> yeah well I, I was gonna say like on on and off planet like humanoid ets are divine masculine divine feminine male female sacred union and sacred sexuality just as you said so i don't know how we're going to get there but like marriage on a different planet is when you unite sexually and then reach source together so i know that's like where our planet is headed how to teach the masses that that's what it's supposed to be not necessarily supposed to be but that's what's in service to basically source or in service to humanity is uniting in that way um i don't know i guess having conversations like this will help <laughs> you know absolutely well um i appreciate everybody's amazing input here and uh, thank you for contributing i love hearing what everyone else is thinking and feeling and for you guys um to share and take time out of your day um just to have this discussion and to see if anyone is where we're at or if we're just like cuckoo for cocoa puffs where we are and maybe it's just three of us but it seems like there's a couple other people who um are are kind of where we're at and so it does make me feel a little less crazy <laughs> um yeah. dennis is saying no uh yes craig marriage is not a piece of paper that's true so i just love all of you guys watching and appreciate you so much and hopefully this was helpful in some way and um hopefully you will tag and share this and get it out you know who knows who's out there just feeling like down and not understanding why and maybe feeling the same way and looking for hope and maybe everything that we said wasn't super hopeful but it <laughs> i like to kind of reverse engineer like where we are and then kind of go backwards to see like where we are and where we are now and how we can fix it and I think the end game of what everyone said here is basically grounding, getting outside, having, you know, seeing the sunlight, you know, taking a bath with Epsom salts or sleeping or crying or just whatever the thing is that helps you, supports you and your situation. And also talking and just saying like, hey, you know, this is what I'm feeling and owning it and finding a, a good source to be able to have that exchange without um, in, a, in a secure, safe place.